1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom So it seems like we may have just lost Geraldine Steele. That's not a good sign. As we bring on Michael Battle for his aforementioned mom and Michael hour, uh... What's up, Michael? What'd you do to your mom, man? I,
2: I mean, I was going to ask you the same question, Jonathan. I was going to say, you know, happy to be here, but what'd you do? What happened? Because, you know, I just spoke to her off air. <laughs> so, so did I. I, I, mean, I just now, spoke to her
1: off air. I, I do not know what is, uh, what is happening right now, so we're going to keep an eye I on mean, this, and, and she'll probably text her, me.
2: Yeah, she'll probably text me. When I talk to her, I mean, she may have told me that she was sick of hearing you, so maybe she, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but it, hopefully whatever her technical issue is uh, will get resolved soon. But, you know, was funny because that music obviously played a little bit longer. And it, of course, reminded me of what we were saying last time I was here, which was that I have not picked a new song yet, which I, I know I need to do. And it's on the list of things I need to do to find a new intro song because apparently uh, you and my mom are tired of that one. So, and, and as we mentioned, you had good suggestions that I have to go back and reconsider and we'll get there. Find it. Um, but hopefully we can get her on because I have a really, I have a very LA, a very LA story to tell her about something, uh, simple, as simple as shopping in Los Angeles. And I, I had something really fun happen today. Well, fun for me because I like finding a, a good deal, that is. Uh, and it's just it's a thing that happened to here, which I kind of feel like maybe the same thing that happened in, in the Twin Cities, if it, you know, involved flip flops or bikinis, you know, because in Minnesota, there's only a few months where you're going to use uh, a swimsuit or actually I've seen people in the Twin Cities in flip flops in like March. So what am I talking about? But here in Los Angeles, uh, you know, it's obviously warm all the time, and but it's, it's a fashion city, so we have all the big labels here. Uh, you know, and and the same items that you might find on the East Coast or colder, fashionable large cities, you're going to have here in LA too. Uh, but no one can wear them because it's 80 degrees. So oh, that was
1: hold on, hold on a second, Michael. I just I have to stop you for just a second, so you might have to retell this story again because now your mother is joining us.
3: I, I am joining you finally. Hey Michael, oh, you know this happens every Sunday night as soon as ten o'clock hits. It's just it's yeah. so weird to me, Jonathan. What is this?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I've I have is it? You you you've seen me, you've seen my head. I can't say I pull my hair out because I don't have a lot I don't really have hair to pull out. Um, no, maybe maybe I pull my beard out because I'm just I'm, I don't understand I don't I don't understand technology I don't understand.
2: Well, we're all here. Her voice has joined us. I'm happy. And uh, mom, what I was just setting up was I'll give you the short version. of What I was saying is is a simple little story that happened today around a sweater that I found. Uh but basically oh, I was Oh no, you went more. shopping.
3: You went shopping. Well, I didn't mean
2: to go shopping. I've been doing so well, you know. Uh but I was at the mall and to go have brunch with some friends and I said, you know, I got there early. First of all, that's a miracle. I got to brunch early on a Sunday. Um right. I got there early I said, Let me go downstairs and see what, what, what's going on with that sweater. So I saw a sweater at a store. It was called the Gotten Voltaire is is the name of the brand. And I saw it in April. And it had been in there a few weeks, and it was a spring intarsia sweater, which is a really fancy way of saying you don't need this <laughs> because it's just too warm <laughs> in the spring in Los Angeles for a full-on ski sweater. Like, it, 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 the sweater is literally the, the thickness of something you would wear at a ski chalet. It's beautiful, super long sleeves. It's just, you know, you, you could throw it over anything at work, and it's really cold in the office uh, at, at work. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm wearing the same jacket for months on this job. I need more sweaters that are open on the front that I can just put over a dress shirt in the office when it's really cold. I said, let me, let me go check on that sweater. So my patience paid off. I have on my phone a picture of me trying on that sweater with the tags in April. And I said, you know what, I'll wait. Came in there today and they're like, oh, yes, yeah, so this section is 50% off. And I said, five zero. 0 She said, yes. I said, thank you. Can I try <laughs> that one in a large, please? I know my size because I was here in April. And, was, and the funny thing is, the guy recognized me. I walked in and he said, welcome back. He said, yeah, you've come in a couple times and tried that sweater on. I said, yes, I did. You said five zero, right, sir? Five zero. Okay, I'll take that, please. Thanks. So, you know, patience pays off when you're in a city where no one needs a sweater in spring. Uh, so I'm going to wear that spring intarsia as my winter intarsia, whatever I want to call it, because... It's going to be cold soon, and I'm, I'm good to go. So love it. Got a huge deal, bought that sweater, and now I have a new, th- new thing to wear in the icy tundra that is my office every day.
3: You know, Michael, here's the thing. I agree with you on the buying sweaters. I just bought one, too, and it's a it's a store that, you know, for me, I knew I would be able to find it. If I just walked through the doors, I knew I could find it. And I bought that sweater. It's royal blue. It is so pretty, and I absolutely love it. And I don't know if you've heard of this store now, but it's called Taz Um Mogs. And it is awesome. <laughs> it,
2: it took me a second. I was like, what is she talking about in yes. <laughs> so the night? Yes. Taz Azaz, I believe. Taz Azaz Mogs.
3: Taz you heard of the Kiss and Voltaire. <laughs>
2: So no TJ need to Max, right, baby. There, TJ We have TJ Max, that's mind. what I'm talking about. Yeah. T J Max.
3: Max. And it was nineteen <laughs> ninety nine. And I am not talking one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. I'm talking nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. I don't know why they do that. I guess they think that we're stupid or something, that you know, one penny is gonna make the difference. It's like gasoline, you know, where it's a tenth of a penny supposed to make the it, difference. It, but anyway. It
2: makes a huge difference. It, 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 it's psychological. They know if you see a price and it's within your, your, your existing price range. If it's nineteen right. ninety nine, you say, oh, this, well, it's like it's 19 bucks or $18. It's not $20. Obviously, it is entirely $20. But if they put a 19 in front of it, our brains, for some reason, always say it's a little bit less. They do it on houses, cars, no matter how big the, the, the price tag is. They know if they come in right under, for some reason, our brains say that costs less money, even though it's all to do the exact same thing
3: that's not my problem at all. i just want you to know I go to the cashier well, I don't know what this is with this 1 cent that I'm supposed to, you know, just say, "Oh my god, do I do I get a deal?" No, you know, but I will buy what I think looks nice on me. I'm really very conscious about that. So, you know, I'm sure that I've had my in fact, I know that I've had my faux pas, okay? You remember at, yeah. at Disney World years ago when I tried to put on an Asian American kind of outfit with chopsticks in my hair? Wow, that was this was so wrong. You mean? <laughs> are there pictures of that outfit? Is there evidence of that moment? God, I hope not. You know, you remember capri pants?
2: Uh, I burned remember, those out of my brain. Yes, I mean, <laughs> me, me and every me and every other man has removed capri pants from our minds because they were terrible.
3: Yeah, and the ones I chose were like. Um, some kind of really shiny red and gold coloring and and it was a really stupid idea for me to put them on because, you know, your thighs are going to stick together because you're sweating and it's ugly. It was really ugly. And I think about it today. Oh, and I had on a, a sequin gold jacket that hit right at my waist. Really, really mm-hmm. bad idea. Had on some great cool. shoes, though.
2: <laughs> you might be able to take that jacket back out because at the store earlier, the gods and Voltaire, which I'm probably mispronouncing that, but that's that store, the men's section is is uh, quite subdued compared to the women's section that literally had a sequin suit jacket, sequin suit pants, that whole gold sequin outfit. Oh, did I tell you, side note about that, that metallics are in this season? Have I told you this already?
3: Oh, my so, gosh. You know, Don't they have – actually? well – the threads are like, like silver or something, like, like actual silver? No.
2: Yeah. So I, you know, we all know I like shiny things. Um I'm, right. I'm pretty much like a bird in that quality. Um, <laughs> to the song, <laughs> I like a bird. So look, I like shiny things, and you know, I've been perusing online, and the new mm-hmm. stuff is coming out. Like, I think, who is it? I think it's Valentino or Versace has a metallic silver suit full jacket pants like not not sequin not not sparkly just platinum silver suit and then i was at nordstrom's uh, a couple weeks ago just browsing around all things i'm not going to buy and there was some metallic boots for men and i went uh oh and then today in the store there was a women's sequin golden suit and i was like oh god it's coming they're about to come out with all the ridiculous sparkly things, and I'm gonna have to not buy it. I'm totally gonna buy it. I'm gonna have to not buy oh. it.
4: And,
2: and walk okay, but away. But isn't it?
3: Yeah. Isn't no it true sure. though, Michael, that that um the suits that they're making this metallic style actually has some type of silver in it? And so, what about lightning? You know, I'm always concerned about lightning. You know this. You know, you you know this? Am I wrong? I feel like
2: this is an SNL skit. This is Saturday Night Live, and this is this is the moment in the skit where the where the cast starts to crack up last week because someone goes, "But it's silver. What about lightning?" And people just look at that person in the group, look at her and go, "I'm sorry, well, if it's silver, the thread is metal. Is it heavy? You know, are, are you conductive?"
3: I do have some heavy pieces that you know, lots of sequin and lots of, the, the, like you said, metallic threads. And I'm just saying, you know how I feel about lightning. I, you know how I, I feel about that.
2: I mean, look, I, I want to <laughs> crack all the jokes about how ridiculous it is you're asking if there's actual metal silver in the coat. But then I pause because I know for a fact that I've heard of. Jeans that have actual gold woven into them. So I go, well, you know, Michael, you can't, you can't get mad at her because that's the thing. People have done that in the past and charged a small fortune for it, which is ludicrous, but people do it. So I will have to look it up and see if those silver jackets have actual silver in them, which I hope they don't.
3: You hope they don't. Okay. Well, I just need you know. You know how I feel about it. You know, I'm always hiding. And when, when you live in a place where everywhere you look, there are windows like your place, there are mm-hmm. windows, like, everywhere except the bathroom, you know? <laughs> and you're looking out at windows. So, I'm the girl that stays away from the windows when it's lighting. I sit in the middle of the floor, close everything up, you know, close all the blinds, and then I realize the blinds are metal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know... I wish we had a therapist here so he could ask you what happened. Who hurt you? You know, like, what happened in your childhood that caused all of this to happen?
1: Okay, I got to come. I got to break you two. I got to break you two. We got to break. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay. We'll be back in a moment. (laughs) Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Put the spring back into your step, and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty-five percent. Up to forty-five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: It is now ten twenty-five here at WCCO. Welcome back. So glad that you're sticking and staying with us as we do the Mom and Michael Hour. We only have a few minutes to talk before we have to do weather, but I am so excited to have my son on today. He was not on last Sunday, and he is just having a great time with his life. I am so proud of him. Um, we did not He didn't see a movie this week, and so I'm just curious, Michael, let's talk a little bit about Monkey Pox, because that has been on people's minds. And you and Joy went and had your first shop, uh, shot about two or three weeks ago, correct?
2: Four weeks ago, yes, So we had our first wow. shot when they when they became available four weeks ago, and as is protocol for this shot, we actually got our second and final shot uh, yesterday. Yesterday at noon. So really, really happy to have that done. And uh, supposedly, full protection begins two weeks after receiving your second shot. So the whole thing is a a six week long process. Uh, I haven't reviewed the numbers in Los Angeles myself, but I've heard. Uh, amongst my peer group that numbers are going down I'm, of course so still, still i'm still going to do the whole process and finish it up but yeah got that shot um and it hurts and it, it i mean it, hurts? It, it affected me even more Yeah, like the actual injection site hurt in, in, in the same way the flu flu shot of the covid vaccine hurts when they put it in your arm right and it, it's it's given to you a bit differently than those two shots are but uh like the last one it hit me today I got home from brunch and shopping and whatever else. I said, you know, let me just, I'm a little tired. Let me just rest my eyes for a second. You know, three hours later, I woke up. So, <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, I was yeah, snoring. Right. It knocked me out, absolutely. I mean, but I'm just so thankful to have it to have it done, uh, to have it in there. And obviously, it, you know, it's always a, I won't say it's a risk, but it's always an interesting choice to take these vaccines. But for me, this one was a no-brainer got it done very thankful that they had it had it available here in los angeles so a couple weeks from now i can worry less about that
4: right exactly now do you have to have any boosters to follow up with that
2: no so i I, it's kind of like when you when you get the smallpox vaccine when you're a child where you know once you have it you have it um and it should in principle be lifelong and i I keep adding all the caveats because there actually isn't any data um, uh, in relation to how, how this particular vaccine will work against this variant of, of, of monkeypox. So in theory, yes, hopefully this is the one, uh, how almost a one shot thing, but two shot really, a two shot thing. Right. <laughs> um, and then you should, you know, you should be good for the, for the rest of your life, but we'll see. Um, so got it done. It's in there and, um, hopefully the cases will continue to go down where this won't be an issue. But if there's anything like COVID, I wanted to make sure to go ahead and get the vaccine as early as I possibly could.
4: So are you still buying, um, you know, the test for COVID? Are you still buying, are there any tests available for monkeypox that you can use or is all under COVID?
2: So we're still buying the, the, the COVID, the, the rapid test at home. Uh, right. Joey, as you know, works in healthcare. So he has to use them at work all the time. He actually just took a, a rapid test today just to make sure that what he was feeling was, you know, the, the side effects of the, of the vaccine and not COVID, which he doesn't have COVID, thank God. Um, so yeah, I think like mo- most people were still u- using that because COVID's still a part of our everyday. But for monkeypox, very much like it was in the early phase of, of the pandemic, there just isn't, isn't enough testing. So there really there's no home test. Even most doctors don't have a test in office. They have to send out the samples to, I believe, Atlanta to have it tested there to confirm if you actually have it. Um, so there isn't enough testing and, you know, Because of that, it's hard to know how many cases there actually are out there that are being reported in. So, you know, most people in my peer group said, oh, we've seen this before. Not enough testing, new thing, popping up. Let's just go ahead and get the shots because we know there's probably more cases than they're actually
4: telling us. Oh, it's so true. You know, I find myself every time I walk into Walgreens, I start looking to see if they have the test for COVID. And mm-hmm. the tests are changing. Now they're in little boxes and you know, it used to be you could count on a specific one that you liked and you trusted. But now they're changing. It's it's so weird to me and I don't know enough about each of them, but I buy them, you know, if I'm if I'm down and I don't know what that means if you're getting down. I mean, when do you start buying again? You know, if you have 10 tests total, would you start buying them again? Because 10 is not uh, enough. No.
2: I think once we're down to, you know, two boxes, which is four tests, we'll say, okay, let's get one more. Because, uh, you know, with those rapid tests, sometimes you have to, but with the rapid tests and with the new variants, I feel like you have to do a couple tests to confirm if you do or don't have it over a couple of days, which is, always been the instruction you know if you read the box it always says that but with these newer variants I, I feel like the last time i had it i tested negative on those tests for three days and then suddenly tested positive so and all the while joey had, was positive um but to me i I'm less, <clears throat> I, i'm less shocked by or rather i'm less intrigued by the culture of when and how we buy tests and how we're so used to doing them and i'm more intrigued how in the workplace COVID has just become something that is so normalized where you're in a meeting and people, you know, back in the days, a person would say, I have COVID and we all gasped. Oh my God, are you okay? Oh no. And now we work through it (laughs) where I'll be in a meeting and it's like, uh, someone's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I sound like this. I have COVID. And then like half the room goes, Oh yeah, I just had it. Okay. Let's go ahead and start first item. I mean, people are just (laughs) trying to just power through it. And if they can't, you know, they'll take out for a day, but, it just goes around so much that has changed our culture. Now, a, a small piece to add in there, of course, that there's a blessing there in that we have the vaccines that we've had it enough times where, thankfully, our cases are mild enough where we can work through it. It's almost a luxury compared to people who maybe haven't had it or didn't get the vaccine where it's still a life-threatening um, uh, disease.
4: Wow. I know we have to take a break, Jonathan. So we're going to take a break, come back with an update on the weather here. We've had some... Interesting. It's been an interesting night, and we'll see how it continues. Jonathan Lowe will give us an update in a moment.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring
4: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour right here on WCCO as we wrap up this hour. And I tell you, my son, Michael Battle, always joins us whenever he can, right here on WCCO. He lives in Los Angeles, and I'm thrilled that he's here tonight. Of course, Michael, I've been hearing, um, since I've been at work tonight, I've been hearing that consumers are not watching as much TV as they were. They were consuming a whole lot, but now they're not as interested anymore. Now, sports is, is just huge. People are really watching sports, but not, not necessarily just TV. What do you say?
2: Well, we have to when we talk about TV, of course, we can parse that out into broadcast television, uh, as you heard, you know, quote the old-fashioned way and the news break earlier, uh, and then of course there's streaming television, which is equally, uh, actually, bigger in in, in most cases. Um, so in, in in totality, yes, absolutely, people are watching less TV now than they were during the lockdown because people watched more television then than we had seen in generations because there was nothing to do, nowhere to go everyone was just at home uh, binging all that could be binged on all the streaming services that were provided to us. Uh, you know, and I, I worked in entertainment, so it was quite a, quite a boom for us uh, leading into that period of time and then even coming out of it, where there was just this e- enormous uh, explosion of consumption of all things, media and content online and on television. That said, obviously streaming shows are still hugely popular, e- even with the, Uh, stock challenges and the cultural challenges that Netflix has had recently, they're still massive. I mean, these these shows that come out on these streaming services have really, really, really big returns, enormous amounts of eyeballs on them. Um, So when these big shows drop, it's not fair at all to say, oh, people are watching less TV. Sure, maybe they're watching less than the peak of TV watching, might I say, ever. But we're still seeing enormous numbers concentrated on streaming services compared to um, what we've seen more recently on broadcast television, and if you really were to compare the eyeballs that are that are uh, pointing at a streaming service versus what, what we used to see for a, a big TV show like I don't know Friends back in the day on, when broadcast TV was still strong, it's comparable. Um, the financials are could be different, but people are watching streaming services still. But those numbers are down in part because they're going out. Going to restaurants, having experiences. So, I think you know if we're still at, at really healthy numbers in terms of food, washing, streaming services. But those funds are now going back into small businesses and, and our neighborhoods. Fantastic! I mean that that's the balance we need to keep this economy as strong as it is right now. And people are doing it. And, and weirdly, you know, c- consumer confidence right now is still very so, strong. And even though some people have pulled back a little bit, they're storing out. They're going to movies. They're going to go eat. They're out with their families. Um, and I am no economist. <laughs> I'm not the person who could make those numbers make sense. But personally, I think it's because we did go through a pandemic. Obviously, we hear that you know inflation is is uh, you know, and well, it's evened out, and now they're hoping that it will continue to tick downwards as we go forward. Um, And that is being uh, that's happening because of increased interest rates, which is driving the inflation down. Great. That's what what the Fed is trying to do. Um, But we're we're sick of it. (laughs) We've been in the house (laughs) for a long time. And yes, you know, that was 2020. But I think that lingering effect of, oh, there's something crazy happening. Okay, I'm going to go eat with my kids now. You know, I think people are just in this pattern where we're not going to wait for tomorrow to go live our lives and have fun because we have seen what can happen. And I think that shift may be in place for a long time where our persistent consumer confidence will stay higher than it probably should because we simply refuse to go back to our version of our lives where we don't live our best lives.
4: Wow. That's very interesting. Very interesting, Michael. Thank you for giving, you that, giving us that insight because I'm, I, you know, I watch all the old stuff, like Living Single and, you know, every now and then the news, because I was just outdone with the news. I couldn't take it anymore. So, yeah, you know, I'm I'm sticking with the old school um, Perry Mason, <laughs> <laughs> HG, all things HGTV. But, but, but you know. wait,
2: but wait, is, is it original Perry Mason or new Perry Mason?
4: No, no, it's, it's the original, except for today <laughs> the, there was the one. Yeah, but today it was one that um it it was more like the nineteen seventies, so it was in color. You know, I wanna oh, see boy. him I don't I wanna see him in black and white. That's all I'm saying. So
2: But but adding to that, you aren't the only one. There are millions of people who love those shows and uh streaming services know that, which is why they're buying up old libraries and putting all of that content on their service to say, Hey, you can watch as much of enter whatever show you want on our service. We, we can put the whole thing there to kind of retrain certain audiences to, to come to that center to watch their favorite content. So, and, and yeah, I do make it sound like, you know, Oh, no one's watching broadcast television comparatively. That's pretty much the narrative of truth, but there are still millions of people who are watching uh, live TV. Of course, as mentioned in the news break sports, live TV, as you said, also are still huge, big numbers there sports on Streaming is big, too. That's a new thing now. But on your streaming service, you can watch live sports. So they're still there. But we knew this was coming. The, 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 the death of broadcast television as we knew it has long been forecasted. And we are well in the well on the way of that becoming a reality.
4: Oh, I don't know about that. We'll see. It's that's all, my yeah. statement. <laughs> I'm signing my name to it right now. Geraldine Steele says. Yes, right. I don't, yeah, I don't I, know about that. That's all I got to say. I mean, right? A lot of people I mean, thought it would be gone a long time ago, and it's not. So,
2: just saying. No, I, I feel like we're very much on track. I mean, the, 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 the streaming marketplace will keep shifting. Some may not survive. Some may conflate together. Uh, that's all going to keep changing. But I don't see a version where you know, large scale audiences shifts back to having to be told when they can watch the content they want. That's just not a, a cultural shift that's going to happen. I think if it continues to, 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 laser in on key events, you know, sports Oscars, um, or it could even be news pro- programming where there's one particular show that people just want to tune in to watch because it's so topical and, and that, that, it draws them in at a certain time. Maybe that could be in the future, but that that model that you and I uh, were raised with, where oh, I love that show, let's make sure I'm at home on the couch for, with my food ready at 7 p.m. to watch it, that whole world is has been aggressively being reduced uh, in terms in terms of uh, of viewers and in terms of the economies around that, in terms of how how the people who make the shows make money and how the networks themselves make money off of that model.
4: Yeah, and I wish we could find a better way for musicians and artists that sing and dance to make more money because, um, you know, of course, television is really big right now and the streaming services are big right now, but A lot of uh, musicians and artists, painters, you know, not doing so well. So there you go. Hey, Michael, I do want to ask you, I know we're starting to wrap up here in a moment, but Labor Day, um, I I don't consider Labor Day as like the beloved national holiday. Um, Do you see it that way or do you just see it as another day to have off where you can really spend it? thinking about everything else will
1: michael answer this question how that will he answer question. this question right we'll find out after the break here on cco right <laughs> <laughs> thank you jonathan oh
4: my gosh it is now ten fifty-three here at wcco we are hearing thunder here in north minneapolis and uh it looks like the storms are quieting down in the twin cities area for sure thank goodness um, I As we wrap this up, I do want to ask my son, Michael Battle, who is joining us. This is the mom and Michael hour. And son, I'm just curious about Labor Day. And the reason I ask you about it is because it used to be a time because it was all about um, the 19th century when labor activists pushed for a federal holiday to recognize the many contributions workers have made to America's strength, prosperity and well-being. I don't know about you, but when people talk about Labor Day on Labor Day, especially on the news, you know, whether it's radio or television or wherever you get it from, I don't hear them talking about American strength, America's strength at all or prosperity. They just kind of talk about Labor Day is the day you have off, enjoy your holiday, that sort of thing. We don't hear as much about what Labor Day, how we got here, you know, how labor has been uh, moving uh, in a different direction for a long time. So what say you? We
2: don't. And I, actually, that's a challenge with Many many holidays in America where it's become more about the the, the uh, economics of it. You know, oh, you have time off. There's a big sale. Go shop. Go buy a car. Go buy this. Go buy that. Um, that tends to overpower the the message of what the holiday actually is, whether it be Labor Day or Christmas, for that matter. Um, but Labor Day, I think, has for for a lot of people, it just means back to school shopping. It it, it marks the time when your schedule, your life, is about to shift in in, in a, a dramatic way because Obviously before, you know, before the pandemic, that's when a lot of kids were going back to school. Um and a lot of parents either were really excited or dreading that whole shift happening in their household. So um it, it just it doesn't feel like a time to go take a road trip or have a big vacation. It just kind of feels like, oh, let's get a nap in, because after that it's gonna be a you know, a road going straight through to to to, to Thanksgiving. So I think culturally it just has less of that. Uh, easy does. breezy fun time feeling uh, than other holidays during the summer
4: i agree now michael we only have about a minute and a half um i want to talk about disney and how you called your your nieces and your nephew and your your sister and just talk about a little bit how important it was what you told them about disney world and what it would look like or disneyland and they were just in awe of all the video uh, they were live with you on on um FaceTime. FaceTime. It was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. What do you do here about it? What did you feel? What we felt?
2: I hope so. I mean, I, I just obviously I go there a lot. I, I, I'm really looking forward to bringing them there to show them the show them Disneyland, my happy place. So I thought, you know what? Hey, I'm walking in. It's not too loud. It's not too packed. Let me FaceTime them and just say, hey, here's a tour. Here's what it looks like to walk down Main Street into Disneyland, and here's the Disney Castle. And they seem to love it. So. I couldn't hear all all, all of the reactions, but I was happy to be oh, able to I share wish you could a little have. bit.
4: I wish you could have. Even Shea uh, uh, just was blown away by what he was seeing. And oh, I'm wow. so grateful that you did that, Michael. I wish you could have been there to feel their emotions and how happy they were. The next question when you hung up was, when are we leaving? <laughs> <So Yeah. laughs> that's on you, dude. <laughs> Make, Make, it
0: happen, <laughs> Make it happen, honey. Yeah, Make it happen.
4: So I love you so much. Thank you for joining us tonight. And so sorry about all of the challenges, but you stay safe there. Stay safe. I will. I love you too. Don't forget who you are and whose you are. Okay. All right. All right. Tell Joy I said hi. All right. To everyone else that have been listening, we are so grateful that you join us here on WCCO every Sunday night between 7 and 11 p.m. It is my joy to be with you. So thank you for bringing that joy. And I must tell you, Jonathan, you are doing a great job. I really enjoy being with you on a Sunday night. And he is one of my producers, as well as Chris Tubbs. I want to say thank you to both of my producers and, of course, to all of my guests. Take care, you guys.